Good morning, Paul Rigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. This new segment that I'm uh, debuting this week is me meeting the top Toronto real estate lawyers and uh, finding out uh, a little bit more about them. Uh, for 17 years now, I've been working with uh, some of the very best uh, in the city and uh, very likely the country um, that uh, handle uh, all the various real estate transactions that I'm part of, whether it's homes, condos, lofts, uh, and of course the um, turbulence that uh, sometimes comes along with uh, those things. And and over many years, uh, as you can understand, uh, I've, um, I've had to figure out how to navigate through that turbulence, uh, as well as uh, these great lawyers that, uh, again, you'll be um, hearing from uh, over the next uh, little while. So uh, today you'll uh, you'll start by meeting one of them, and hopefully as time goes by you'll uh, you'll hear from more. And uh, and if you're one of them, please reach out and connect with me, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to uh, do some business business this year. And uh, if not, uh, possibly um, uh, I'll do some business this year, and and perhaps to just do more business together if we've already done some. So thanks again for tuning in and enjoy your day. Good morning, Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. Uh, today I have the pleasure of actually sitting in a law office for a very good reason, <laughs> uh, meeting with a fantastic lawyer that I just had the opportunity to uh, um, get to know during a transaction. Um, and uh, I'd like to introduce him right now. This is uh, Milad Taf. Tafakori. I want to make sure I get that right. Yeah. The K and the F. Yeah. Um, so we're here at his uh, at his law office uh, in Bloor West, and um, I'm here to basically ask him uh, a couple of questions to uh, or or to have him help some of you guys through uh, some of the uh, questions that you might have. And of course, there's always going to be questions that you're going to have during any real estate transaction. Uh, but one of the ones that uh, obviously that you're dealing with uh, whenever you're dealing with uh, real estate is there are going to be um, legal questions that come along that I will not be able to answer and I will never be able to give you uh, that sort of response. It'll always be someone like him. So um, Milad, can you tell us a little bit about what, uh, you know, a little bit about you and of course maybe a little bit about uh, what uh, you know? What the people listening, the buyers listening, um, sellers listening, etc., uh, should be you know thinking about these days. Sure, Paul. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure um, to tell you a little bit about myself. I am a real estate slash litigation lawyer. Um, I started doing this back in about 2013. Um, so it's been about five years. Everything's gone really well. We've seen a great fluctuation in the real estate market. Um, and I'm, I'm a strong believer that Toronto's market is, is unlike many others in the world. Um, it's unique, it's growing. And with that being said, there are a number of legal issues that come up. Now, lawyers are, are an integral part of the uh, transaction because we're there to ensure that you get good title to your property. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, um, wonder what that actually means. What is, what is good title? And good title to a property means that you're you're purchasing this property and it's to go into your name and you want it clear of any liens. You want it clear of any problems. You want to ensure that the seller has paid their share up until that point. Um, and the lawyer's job is to really 
to facilitate this transaction to make sure everything goes smoothly. Now, there are a number of issues that come up. Um, they're not, they're, they're getting more common nowadays than they were before, okay. especially with the fluctuating market. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the biggest things that we see is transactions not closing. Absolutely. Yeah, I know I've had uh, many clients uh, over the years ask these kind of questions of me, and it's always been me referring them to someone like you. Uh, so it's great that you're able to, uh, again, get into a little bit of detail on that, uh, just, just, just for them to be understanding of. Sure. Yeah. So in a, in the typical transaction, you'll, um, you'll have a, a seller and a buyer. And once the buyer is interested in a property, their realtor will typically draft up the agreement of purchase and sale. And within that agreement, they'll put their provisions in and you know what requirements there are, the price being a big, a big point, obviously, with the deposit being part of it. Now, I always advocate for, if you're on the seller's end, you wanna try to get as big of a deposit as possible, okay? I'm with uh, you there. Yep. I, I often see sellers taking very small deposits thinking, well, what's the big deal? It's gonna be made up anyway. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it will be but there is a number of times where um, the, the transaction doesn't go through and the deposit is really what you have, what you wanna try and get. So when you have a small deposit, um, I'm of the opinion that it kind of, it allows the buyer a little bit more wiggle room to try and maybe get out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, In their mind, they might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? We might only have a five, 10,000, whatever it might be, deposit. They connect the amount of the deposit to the total loss, which by no means is true, but mm-hmm. it's what they think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then there, there is, you know, in the long run, a lot more on, of course. Uh, yeah, a lot more risk for defaulting on, a, on an agreement of purchase and sale. So one thing I always advocate is, you know, try, a lot of people get the lawyers involved um, most towards the end of the transaction, after the agreement's signed, everything, you know, the, the mortgage is signed up for, the deal is signed, um, they'll come to the lawyer. Um, one thing I advocate for is try to get your lawyer involved earlier. When you get your lawyer involved earlier, what it does is it allows them to, to take a look over the agreement of purchase and sale before it's signed, right? To give you an opinion whether something needs to be changed, yeah. some provisions need to be reworded, um, and whether the deposit is sufficient, okay? At, at that point, um, once the lawyer is taking a look over the agreement of purchase and sale, it'll be put forward and hopefully the transaction will go smoothly. However, like I had mentioned, there are situations where transactions do not go over smoothly and we're seeing an alarmingly increasing rate of that. Okay, all right. Well, that's definitely, again, one of the things that I want them to be reaching out to you and your information, your contact information is going to be here at the um, uh, at the beginning of the podcast. So they'll be able to connect with you directly on this because, of course, this is a very, as much as this is a real estate transaction um, process, this is also a very personal thing. So uh, you giving them some sort of an idea of the importance of um you know, being on the selling end, here are some suggestions being on the buying end. Uh, I think anybody on the other end of this podcast um, is going to be, uh, again, better off than they were uh, before they heard it. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. On, on the buyer's end, you want to make, you want to try to push for conditions on your agreement of purchase and sale. So if you know that, um, you know, you, you have to still yet go and get a mortgage, you have to get approved. Um, and that might be an, be an issue that comes up. You absolutely want to get that into your agreement of purchase and sale, right? That there is a condition of, um, of financing. Yeah. 
likewise um, an inspection of the property, especially homes, right? We want that in there. And what these really do is it, it protects you. It allows you, you know, at a later date if something comes up, so long as it's for the reasons included in the agreement of purchase and sale, if you cannot go through with the transaction, you say, look, it's already within our agreement, right? Whereas if it's not in your agreement, it'll be considered a breach, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and when you breach your agreement, there is repercussions. So the first being, of course, the deposit. The deposit is held in trust, okay? And that deposit cannot be released um, unless there's a mutual signing or there's a court order, right? A lot of people think that um, essentially what happens when, a, when an agreement doesn't go through is the seller automatically gets that deposit. Mm -hmm. And it's not true, there's a process that must that, that you have to go through. Absolutely. Okay, um, so that's the, the initial deposit. But the bigger concern, especially in a market like uh, that we've seen the last couple of years is when a property may go down in value, right? So when you have, for example, let's say you had purchased a property last year or you, you agreed to, you were in an agreement to purchase a sale to buy a property, let's say 500,000, you weren't able to close that property now has sold for argument's sake, let's say 400,000. Mm -hmm. Not only is your deposit up at stake, but the difference in in the purchase price, right? Absolutely. So that addition, yeah. additional $100,000 is up at stake. Um, you, you could be sued for that yeah. on top of legal cost and whatnot as well. Mm -hmm. So there certainly are some grand ramifications to not closing a deal. Yeah. No, no, you know what? You're you're absolutely right about that, and 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 letting people know again all of these kind of things are is why I wanted to do this today to give them uh, a bit of insight on this, and again, obviously to uh, again introduce uh, you know you to them, uh, and hopefully they'll be introducing themselves to you as well. So again, any uh, any any final uh, any final tips, anything that you uh, that you would suggest uh, again for someone when they're again choosing a real estate lawyer, any 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 top tips uh, that you would uh, that you'd yeah, get? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, a real estate is typically the largest purchase one will make. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a mortgage on the line. It's typically your, your savings yes. um, that are used for a down payment. Yeah. Um, your lawyer, as I had mentioned, is a very integral part of this transaction. Okay. They're the one that's in charge of protecting you. They're the one that is ensuring you get good title to your property. I always recommend choosing a lawyer that you have a personal connection with, okay? Someone you could talk to, someone that you could call up and you, you don't have to wait a few days to hear back from them. They'll typically get back to your emails within a reasonable time frame. Um, the biggest complaint against lawyers is communication, okay? That is the biggest complaint um, uh, individuals have to the Law Society of Upper Canada, yeah. is that they cannot get a hold of their lawyer. So you might have to go through the little army. You might have to go through the receptionist, the law clerk, the assistant. But you might not meet your. You might not never speak to your lawyer. And I, I think that personal connection is very important because what that allows is whatever comes up, you know, you can pick up the phone or you can write that email, and you know that you can rely on that lawyer to get back to you within a reasonable time period. Okay, and I believe that is, uh, it was worth its weight in gold, especially when something comes up that's urgent and something that's going that might go wrong because mm -hmm. despite what many people believe um, a clean real estate transaction is probably maybe about 50% of the time yeah. the other 50% of the time there's almost there, there is something that comes up 
Turbulence. Yeah. Turbulence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bring that word up a lot, especially in our in, in real estate as well, because you are literally from the moment that the plane and I, I use plane as the real estate transaction and turbulence as the um, the metaphor for what we go through, and, and, and it's very similar in law. It appears um, you're going into the wind literally almost all the time about uh, various aspects. Could be inspection, financing. Uh, a number of things. So um, thank you very much today for meeting with me, Milad. And I want to make sure I add this as well. And sometimes I have to add extra notes later, but I'm remembering to say this. Um, the reason I wanted to do this podcast uh, with him uh, is because of the fact that on a recent transaction that we did together, um, he was kind enough to simply let me know that the transaction was complete at the end of the at, at the end of the process, my clients had their keys and and you know things were all done. I would like to say that that is the norm and that is something that happens in every transaction that I deal with, but I can tell you from my own experience over seventeen years, uh, that's not the case. So this is a big deal for me, as he mentioned. Communication is uh, again, it's it's it's. You know, it's everything. Um, having someone you can actually speak to, especially in moments of difficulty and, and when your clients, and this is sometimes you guys who are listening understand this, uh, when you're in a moment of panic and you really need an answer, um, I think there's an unvaluable, obviously, and I would say in terms of, you know, the, um, you know, the, the money that you'll pay for, for someone that you can reach to me is, um, uh, it's worth every penny simply because that you'll, you'll have an answer that you need at 8 p.m., um, you know, within reasonable time frame, uh, frames, but, you know, you'll have an answer at 8 p.m. And, and you might normally not get an answer the next day, or you might have to wait, as he said, for an assistant or uh, a team of people to get to you. So um, that to me is a, it, it's a big deal. And I think uh, for that reason alone, you should make sure, um, you know, Milad is uh, on your list of, uh, um, you know, Toronto lawyers to uh, to contact when you're uh, whenever you're considering a real estate transaction. And by the way, do you handle anything besides real estate? Because yeah, so I know we, some uh, we, we do some uh, we do litigation as well. Yeah. Um, we do some real estate litigation. Yeah. So kind of files that have gone bad. Yes. Um, uh, we also do um, some general litigation in terms of personal injury and whatnot. Okay. Um, but real estate is really our, real estate's our, our bread and butter. Bread and butter. Okay. Yep. Well, that's yep. uh, again, that, that's going to be uh, the reason I'm going to be calling you and <laughs> a lot of these people will as well. So thank you very much, Milad, for today. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and hopefully you've uh, enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Paul.